We're live. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, kick us off, Dave. Welcome to the Tooele Happy Hour Podcast. If Head Trauma had a podcast, it might sound like this. Might. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm your host, David Weiss, and this is Jared Anderson. Today's guest, Jen, will you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, I'm Jennifer Dredge from Utah Freedom Coalition. Okay. And yep. tell us a little bit about the Utah Freedom Coalition. Sure. Um, it's a group of people. We all work together on various projects, started with elections, really, um, and then branched out into several other areas. The digital ID would be the other one. So uh, we were the main group behind kind of exposing the digital driver's license, digital driver's license bill, SB 88 during this session and helping to get that stopped from going statewide. The pilot's still active, but that didn't go through statewide. Okay. So, All yeah. right. All right. So, uh, so you're a group of, uh, just uh, the Misfits toys, you know, <laughs> a bunch of, a bunch of Patriots, uh, all working together. You'll see, if you go to our blog, we've got different authors that write, you know, different uh, information. And then um, a lot of people know Salty's voice from our videos. She does a lot of our videos, but we have uh, others who who uh, do video as well. Uh, so just kind of whoever, you know, wants to help and volunteer and kind of do research and dig into some topics and then put them together to share them with the public. That's really the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, that we do because there's a lot going on in Utah, unfortunately. Yes, so. there is. And, and to, if someone wants to go look at your stuff, they're going to go to the Utah freedom coalition.org. Yes. And that'll be yes. in the show notes for, uh, anyone that's, uh, interested in looking that up. We'll, we'll put the, uh, yes. the link to that in there. And if they want to join up with you guys and, uh, such things, then, probably go through there would be the best way correct yes yeah just email us we're always looking for help and volunteers so always good it's a very serious group so if you have some skills to contribute towards the freedom fight if you're willing to yeah. do research if you're willing to actually look up facts and uh if you can put together a fantastic argument orally or written this is uh this is one of those groups i would totally recommend to people who want to get involved with spreading the gospel of freedom. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you for your, uh, for your work. So let's dive right into it. Uh, well, before yeah. we go on, let, let me announce that me and Dave tonight are drinking screwdrivers cause, uh, Elon Musk <laughs> bought Twitter and, uh, and he has, there has been much chatter about Donald Trump being put back on Twitter. Um, now we know Donald Trump has said he's not going back on Twitter, but if he plans on running in 2024, he must, I think you have to be active on Twitter to win unless in the next two years, Twitter gets usurped by something and it doesn't look like anything is on the horizon to usurp it. So, we're uh, drinking uh, screwdrivers in celebration of uh, the orange man. So, 
well, not just the orange man, but freedom itself. As as it goes, Twitter is a mainstream platform, and you know it's it's very well put together. It flows well. It's very popular, and now we have a foothold somewhere where we can actually talk about vaccines and other topics that might otherwise get us kicked off of YouTube. They may not go that far just yet, but we'll see. We'll have to see what happens with Twitter, um, how it goes. Uh, but I know that there has been much chatter about it. Uh, all of their, um, all the command presence on Twitter has been uh, fired. Um, and wouldn't it have been cool if Elon would have brought Trump down to tell him they're fired? Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Just for a second. I, and I'm not the biggest fan of Trump, but I am uh, a bigger not fan of the way that they have handled censorship. But anyway. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Free speech, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, as long as you're not inciting violence or, right. you know, other things like that, I think we need to just let free speech go. Yep. So, um, We'll go on, uh, we'll just have Jen go on and, uh, kind of announce, well, what got her looking into the inland port and what she's found. Sure. So the way the inland port came up for me was we, um, as I said, there's a group of researchers, right? A bunch of us look at various different bills and things. And, um, the port kind of popped up, uh, in several documents and it started to unfortunately form a pretty concerning picture. Um, the port itself is almost, I won't go as far as to say sovereign quite yet, but it's looking like it's going to be a sovereign entity if it's not there already. What do you mean by um, sovereign? They're kind of like DC. So they're their own little entity. Um, and the state doesn't really have a lot of, like the way they word it is that the state has a lot of say, but it doesn't. Um, and I would, you know, have you look at the court case that Salt Lake City, who's being swallowed by this thing, um, lost. They lost to the, you know, Utah Supreme Court, or in the Utah Supreme Court, sorry, to the Utah Inland Port Authority. Uh, and that's kind of a crazy, when you think about it, situation. Uh, the city is concerned for its environmental purposes because it's Salt Lake. So, and I'm not saying there aren't environmental issues, but you can imagine the left is very upset with support for environmental reasons. The Utah Freedom Coalition is upset for the government overreach. Like the port will now be monitoring your stormwater usage. Yeah, Why is the port monitoring stormwater usage? And Utah has already been crazy about this, by the way. They've got several bills telling us what we can and cannot do with our rainwater storage, etc. But to have the port step in and start monitoring it is a little weird to me, um, a little concerning. So, so, so l let me just get something straight. For this yeah. rainwater storage law, mm -hmm. does that actually get enforced? Has oh, yeah. Been yeah. These are all past laws. Yes. Mm -hmm. You cannot collect uh, a certain amount of rainwater without uh, registering it with the state. They have to know what you're collecting. You're not allowed to collect over a certain amount. They can come on your property and check it at any time. Like there's crazy stuff. 
crazy, is, crazy stuff. Isn't it like a uh, hundred ga- gallons above ground and something like uh Yeah, it's in barrels that they provide to you, etc. Below or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Can you imagine kind of a nut? Could you imagine yeah. being the cop that has to knock on the door? And God forbid something happened to you, like you, <laughs> it was some right? one of those guys that just gets really, really personal about his freedom rights and stuff like that, and and you end up in an altercation and and shots are exchanged and and there's an actual worldwide type bullet exchanging incident over something like that law. I mean, I, I think we got to be careful with what we put out there for laws because. Yeah, people people die when you make laws, and I could just see the headlines now, like ten officers they and would one not, dude gets. They gets would not tell you what the headline over. was. They wouldn't tell you. You know, they would make some other crap up because you're you're actually influencing the uh, the survivalist culture with that kind of a law, and they're very protective about their freedom rights. I mean, I understand that you got to stomp people down once in a while, but those are a hard crew to stomp down. Once in a while, you got to. You got to do it. You got to keep them down. (laughs) So, but anyway, the port is just, if you guys look at the port overall and you start to analyze what's happened, it's, it's like an octopus and its tentacles are in everything. And it's growing and growing and growing. I mean, when it, it got authorized, $75 million, I believe. It's a $75 million kind of bank that they have access to. The World Trade Center, Utah, is extremely involved with them. Which, if you guys don't know what the World Trade Center is, I mean, that's a whole other thing. It's a scary situation. Um, don't, but they're very, very involved. I didn't know we it. had a World Trade Center. Yeah, you're just going to have to oh, yeah. that we don't. So brought here in 2013 by Huntsman. Thank you. And then the United Nations rolled in. I mean, they were already in Utah, but the mm. United Nations is like all the way in. Mm. <laughs> it's, um, it doesn't, it's not shocking that Utah is the only other state in the U.S. besides New York to host the United Nations Civil Society Conference thing. So let me ask you this, Jen. Where, where can people go to research all these different tentacles that this inland port has over our yeah. uh, governance? So Utah Freedom Coalition has two blogs right now on the port. We will have a video coming, um, and they link out. But I would say the biggest things that people can do is read the bills themselves, and they are on those in those blogs. But there's, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, about four bills that are the the biggest are the most encroaching mm-hmm. um and that's you know again authorizing these funding they actually can tax they're taxing they have taxing authority you know there's a lot of stuff going on there um that i think if utahns were even aware i don't think it ever would have gotten approved which actually brings me to my other you know statement here is i cannot tell you how many people i run into that have never heard of the port they didn't know we had one they were like wait utah and the port i thought we squashed that back in the 80s or the 90s because they kept bringing it up well, they've been trying to get this port installed since at least 74 probably earlier who's they yeah who is they that's a good question Don't different you always groups different say people. lizard people is that i know i'm just waiting for the right moment that's all one day they'll yeah, blink no. Side. no it's the uh well here's the thing you just said they have the right to tax yes 
Now, how does that yep. work out? I thought we had this whole deal with the government, you know, taxation without representation. and Right? Oh. You thought we had that. Um, let me rabbit. pull that. Actually, that exact, and I'll, I'll get you the exact. So the UPI has granted itself taxing authority through a public infrastructure district. Mm. So a PID. That's what they've done to allow themselves that loophole. And a PID is a local district. So remember what DC is, right? Mm -hmm. um, a PID is a local district with taxing authority and the power of what? Eminent domain, guys. So they can come in, nab your property, mm -hmm. tax you yeah. for it, tax your neighbors for, you know, the upgrades they're going to put to your property they just stole. Yeah. Mm. So what you're saying is, so to become a PID... You basically just have to get all those idiots in the state government to vote on it. Well, I mean, there's more to it than that, but yeah, there's. It was it was an involved process, although it got sped up quite a bit um, for the port authority. The port authority, and I want to preface this really quick. I do believe some of the people involved, not everybody, at the beginning thought they were doing the right thing, and the reason I want to say that is. The way it was presented to some people, including some of our legislatures, not all of them, um, is that it was to help rule Utah, right? Like have Utah be able to sustain itself. We've got, I don't know if you guys are aware, we have some of the cleanest oil in the entire country. It just has to be kept hotter. It gets too waxy. Mm -hmm. So if we were to transfer that, right, within statewide, I mean, you kind of need a port system set up, those kinds of things. So a statewide port might make sense right where we had control over it the, you know what i mean um that might make sense however uh all of that that they were told is not what's coming right. coming through so that makes sense they were kind of bait and switch so it was supposed bit. to help out it was supposed to help rural utah but yeah instead, rural utah and of course jobs give us a bunch of jobs and all this stuff it turned but, into a program to rule utah Yes, yes, rule Utah. That's exactly, and they signed away our 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 coastal port of entry. They signed that away. Our coastal? All right, so anything can come into Utah from Long Beach. Mm -hmm. That's who we signed the contract with, Long Beach, California. And they they literally, whatever can come into Utah. I mean, it's kind of an unchecked process. You know, just roll it right in. Um, and so, you know, Utah's in a very, I'd say, precarious situation if this thing goes all the way through. You, you're going to, we're going to look like California only worse in, you know, five years. So, so, so the Utah Co Freedom Coalition is, is actually reading through these bills, trying to digest the material. How yeah. are you going to present it to the public? Are you just going to put more text on a blog or are you going to make a video? No, we got a video coming. Okay. There's a video coming. Um, that's, you know, we definitely try to get the information out. Uh, obviously the more people share it, right. The better that is. Um, and as you guys said earlier with Twitter, <laughs> we have a Twitter account that we don't post on because we have been waiting to see what happened with this. Um, we've posted a couple things, but nothing to, you know, to, uh, that would get us struck down if you know what I'm saying yet. Um, and so we, uh, We've been waiting. So we're excited. If he's all about free speech like he says he is, then you'll be seeing a lot of stuff going up on Twitter uh, yeah. coming soon. How so. will it be? I mean, just to sidestep, 
How will it be to have that? Um, you know what? I don't want anyone to go on Twitter and 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 uh, you know threaten people or or even dox no. people. Um, but I, how would it be to have Twitter be a open uh, voice of knowledge again? You know where it's What's it's. I mean, if you were, if you were say uh, a part of Hamas over the last four years, and you wanted to uh, call death to the infidel, I mean, it's a pretty good hip place to do it. But if you wanted to say, "Hey, there's some corruption in my government, and I feel like something's wrong," or you know, the president's son may have used a number two pencil when he filled out the form to buy the illegal gum from the crack dealing uh, prostitute he ordered. Um, you know, you weren't allowed to do it. And it's going to be interesting to see that if it comes back to, uh, to being a platform where knowledge can be spread wholesale or information. Yeah. I'm certainly hoping that it goes that way. So it'll be really interesting to see. I, you know, what I've seen so far as far as who he's let go and stuff is promising. You know, there are a lot of the people who've been squashing free speech. So that's, you know, good to see. So we'll see what happens. But we've got we've got our Twitter ready to go <laughs> as mm. soon as we can kind of see if that's the direction it's going. Because one thing um, you'll see with Utah Freedom Coalition, we are not on mainstream uh, intentionally so um, just because I we've chosen not to participate in that so we've been on Truth Social, Getter, Gab you know Rumble mm -hmm. that's where we're at but if they if they go back to free speech then we'll start tweeting up a storm and, and so, keep in mind though yeah. don't get too excited because there was another know. platform called Parlor that didn't yeah. have their own servers and i don't know if twitter has their own servers or not so they can be shut down yeah. through that direction fingers crossed that they uh after watching what happened with parlor you would hope that a bunch of those peeps got their own servers but you never know you never know so yeah <laughs> we can yeah, hope it's, right uh, it's all up <laughs> in the air so the title yeah. of, the title of the show is seven red flags yeah or was it yeah. six Seven. Seven, seven red flags and we've covered a few of them maybe like three but okay. yeah there's i mean there's so much with the port so it's you know seven you can go more or less but the other the you know some other red flags that i would kind of point out is and i i want to preface this we, we do not we didn't like the guy who was heading it before but at least he had some experience the gentleman who they've just put in charge um does not have any experience and so you're putting them in charge of a port that is going to be the largest po the possibly the largest port in the entire u.s inland port so chicago i think is the one right now if my memory serves me correctly ours would surpass that possibly um and if you look at what they have promoted it would be the economic the international economic global hub so Utah is not only quote unquote ushering in the fourth industrial revolution, lucky us, uh, but we're going to be the crossroads of the world. That's what the World Trade Center just said, podcast about that. 
and we're going to be the International Economic Global Hub. Does all this sound really fun? Uh, that means ESG scores. I know our treasurer is fighting against that. A bunch of even Cox signed on that he's against ESG scores. But you have the port openly talking about enforcing basically ESG scores without calling them ESG. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how does those are conflicting ideas, right? Because all of the business will be coming through that port. So if the port is whole, and remember, it's eminent domain. If they have, if they won't allow people that don't follow ESG scores, then you know what I mean. How's this working with Utah? How how's this happening? So there's a lot of questions that need to be asked about the port um, and about the money that's been sunk into the port. The port, it's insane. It's nuts. Um, I believe it's. Is it 270 billion? I don't even remember. I've got to look at the total number, but it's an insane amount of money that you know we're all basically paying for it essentially. What so, are the big driving businesses behind this? Businesses, I'm not entirely sure. They've been trying to get trucking on board big time. If you guys um which you might or may or may not, but if you go to interim or even the capital committee meetings when they're in session, transportation is where like they dump all the stuff that they want to hide from us that they're doing. Um, And if you look, the port has a very robust plan for forcing electronic vehicles and semi trucks and those kinds of things into the system. So if you are, again, you, which trucking companies would have to be working with the port, um, they will be required as this kind of plan rolls out to flip their fleet over to electric vehicles. Couldn't we as a state, after they build the inland port, vote to nationalize the inland port back into the state? (laughs) Stateize it? I mean, we can always confiscate stuff if we're the government, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if we're disappointed with the way it's run. We just have to flip the whole electorate? Yeah. Which, I mean... I'm down. I don't think it would be that <laughs> hard. Down. It's that time of year. Flip it. If they go ESG, yeah, we just got to do a write-in campaign and flip it. If they did go ESG, they would be able to piss off enough people where we could probably just confiscate that property and bring it back into the state fold. Maybe. Well, I would Maybe. like to know more about. Well, I don't like. I don't like imminent domain clauses. For no. stuff like that. I, I think, no. my honest opinion, I mean. I mean, think about imminent if, domain for imminent domain. Where you yeah. imminent domain the imminent domain back into the state. There you go. Say that twice. <laughs> anyway. Well, my other, has I, the public had any say in this really? What I can tell process, you they have not. Like, Yeah. What huh? due go process ahead. do we have in this? I mean. We, we, we don't right now. I mean, honestly, there's that. I'll try to find the link and send it to you guys after. It's in one of our blogs, too. But they basically took away public comment because what happened was a bunch of people showed up saying they don't want the inland port and they shut that meeting down. And then, no, we're not having public comment anymore because we don't agree with you. That was the Green Party, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was the environmentalists yeah. showed up. My friends, you know, the, the watermelons, green on the yeah. outside, red on the end. There you go. 
<laughs> the funny thing to me on this court issue is that both sides don't want this thing. Like, so why are we doing it? Well, like, I think it's time sides. people to recognize that uh, Republicans and Democrats, as the old saying goes, are just the opposite wings on the same bird. Bingo. You're Bingo. the subject. You're, you, they're the parasite and you're the donor. Yeah. Yep. And they're getting it's rich. True. They're getting rich by putting in this eminent domain, giving sweet deals to the companies that hire the best lobbyists. Um, yep. You know, I mean, the interesting thing is you go back to the, to the late 80s, early 90s, and I remember Congress dragging Microsoft and Bill Gates in there. And Bill yeah. Gates, come, now IBM got crushed by the government because they got drug in about six, seven years before Bill Gates did because uh, IBM wasn't greasing them enough and crushed. IBM's done. They're a shadow of what they were and not even anywhere near what they could have been. But that gave Microsoft a chance to dominate the market. Mm -hmm. Microsoft charged ahead. They drug him in, and now Bill Gates says, I'm buying every congressman, every senator, and he pays well, all of them. He hasn't been back in front of them since. He he goes out and flies on uh, airplanes to go diddle 14-year-olds on a crazy island with a temple on it. No one's asking him questions. How do you know there's a temple on it? On Epstein's <laughs> island? Yeah. You can go watch There's it. a There's a building. There's been, yeah, you can look at it. There's been people that's broken in there and taken video. Luke Radowski broke you, in. You better be careful what you say. You might get sued because not by. I don't know how you prove there's a temple. Not the by island. Epstein. Epstein would have to prove to us that he didn't commit suicide in order to sue me. But yeah, there's Touché. been people there. Luke Radowski <laughs> went there, took video, got chased off by security. So sounds like a good show. That's that's, but it's just, it's crazy that it seems like the government's only there to, uh, to, <laughs> to work for the elites and to, not for the people. Yeah. To light the road <laughs> yeah. for those that already have the wealth to pay them off. I like to think of yeah, it like no. farming. I, huh? Dave says he likes to think of it like farming. I'm serious. You know, we need to we need to start holding our elected officials to account because yes. let's face it, yeah. in, an inland port may not be a bad idea. On the right. on the whole of it, an inland port would probably be a good idea to move stuff further inland so that it has quicker dispersion into the nation where we do have a global economy. And I do think right. a global economy, although uncomfortable in a lot of instances, is a good thing because specialization is the key to uh, capitalism. But I don't like when we give monopoly over that. And monopolies only exist with government. Mm -hmm. There is no yep. monopoly that can exist without government. But without government, well, we have these, anarchy. They love these public-private partnerships. That's literally how they're doing it's the NGOs and these public-private par partnerships. It's, it, oh, don't worry. It's not all government. Well, yeah, it is, though. When so you say it's public, a really weird. 
when you say public private partnership to me it sounds like uh i don't know five guys playing dutch rudder with each other <laughs> well you know in a way <laughs> you know like they're all they're 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 all guys that are you know wiggling the other guy's arm dutch rudder. that's that's not uh, i mean that's uh, accurate in a in a way yeah <laughs> not not literally but yes but we're getting screwed either way we're getting screwed yeah the monopoly exactly. <laughs> of force of the government is being purchased by the wealthy to be used against yeah. us and then they're going to no, come I, in I, all right so let's get to it what can we do no. to uh protest this to 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 slow it down, yep. to stop it, or to change it, or or just to bring awareness Ooh. of of these to bureaucratic. Bring awareness, number one, number one, start talking to people about it. Like I said, share the blog, share. And we will have the video coming soon. Now I can um, share stuff. Don't want me to talk about stuff. I'm borderline <laughs> retarded. I'll ruin the message, but I can share stuff. Share stuff. <laughs> yeah, share the share the blogs. Like I said, there's going to be more coming, but um, yeah, I think just just opening that. Uh, conversation whether you open it with just sharing stuff or talking to people but that's the best thing to do in the beginning the next thing is obviously to contact the legislature and say hey you know what i'm not liking what i'm seeing here i don't like that it has eminent domain i don't like that it has a 75 million dollar bank i don't like that it failed two audits recently I don't like that it's going and doing contracts, no bid contracts. So there's no transparency for the public. I don't like that the public's not allowed to, to come to meetings sometimes. You know what I mean? They're locked out from it. I don't think that's appropriate. You know, and so I think the more that people start communicating with the legislature and saying, I, we expect you to, you know, reel this in. Get this back with the people, please. Like the port, again, a port is not a bad thing. There's helpful things about it, but the port has been basically taken over by the bad guys, for lack of a better term, to just do whatever the heck they want. And without answering to the people, they are not accountable to us. They're not even accountable to the state, really. So that's a scary, you know, that's scary. And if you know the history of how port authorities and the World Trade Centers formed together, which was Rockefeller, it's quite something and it was new york again you know so it's just something to to look at because long beach california's port is also connected to china so well, yeah. you know there's mm. just some things to kind of take into consideration and i don't know if people are aware but there is a um a building that's working with the port and amazon and whatnot in their hong kong but they're down in South Jordan, Utah, mm. Hong Kong. So, is is there a particular um, is there a particular statesman in our government that wants this new world order relationship to occur with well, the with the port authority? Let's make this easier. Is there a particular statesman in our government who is trying to slow this process from becoming? The uh, dystopian. So the good guys. They're, yeah, yeah, the good guys. Good Let's guys who, be easier to yeah. label them. Oh. So um, I think there are. Um, I, I think so. For example, there's a, a new commission that's uh, federal, federal commission. If I'm 
remembering it right. Um, I believe it was Ken Ivory who put it together, um, our legislature, but it's basically to check government overreach, federal overreach. And I would say that commission is a good place to start with contacting and saying, hey, can you guys start you know, looking at this thing and they're new just to give you guys an idea. This is a new deal. Um, but I would contact them. Stratton's on there, I believe. So he's one of our legislators. I don't love everything Stratton does, by the way, there's some bills that horrify me from him, but none of them are perfect. So I would definitely communicate with that commission. Um, so Ken Ivory, Ken Ivory's a good one to maybe reach out to. Um, cause uh, if you know, he's, and I know people, some people love him and some people don't. So I'll just preface that right now. He's a land guy. Some people think he's not and some people think he is. But he publicly states he does not like land grabs. So I would be reaching out to him. And obviously, Lyman, you know, Phil Lyman's against yeah. land grabs and overreach. So you can reach out to Lyman and some of those guys. But it's it's an uh, it's rough. Most so of them voted for the So you mentioned how many senators do we have in this state and reps? Two hundred eight or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot. And you mentioned four. Like I yeah. said, <laughs> most of them voted for the port in favor well, of it. <laughs> it's a little tricky, but we can educate them. Campaigns I was, are um, hard, Jen. They're expensive. Huh? Campaigns are expensive. And I know. You need to. You know what? I, no, it's. It's a, Mike Peterson's another one. You can talk to Mike Peterson. Mike I Peterson. know he voted against it. He's one of the few reps that voted against it. Mike Peterson. How many of them do you think voted for it, not knowing what it entails? Uh, a, a high. I would actually almost say the majority. Because okay. I've talked to some of them privately behind the scenes, and um, they admitted to me, you know, they voted for it, obviously, and they told me their reasoning and stuff, and now it's changed, you know, so they didn't know all this. And obviously things have happened since they voted in favor for it that they would not have been okay with, right? So as things have progressed, they're like, wait a minute, what's happening? Including one of the guys, I well, I won't put words in his mouth. But I think if you guys had Greg Hughes on to talk about the port, because he was a, one of the biggest pushers of the inland port, he still likes the port, but I think he's recognizing there's some problems with it. So, you know, there's even some of them that were heavy, heavy hitters for it are kind of like, wait a minute, though, it's getting a little out of control. So right? what you're saying is a little nuts. he looked at the punch bowl and saw the red luscious punch. And and it looked good, and then he saw the brown yeah. viscous with corn husks in it bob up to the top, and just kind of bob. Right. And he's going, right? What is that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think he's got some ideas for trying to kind of reel it back in, so you guys could, yeah, I would one say reach out, talk to him. You know what? I would say, okay, fine. You want eminent domain? You pay twice market value. End of discussion. Period. Uh, yeah. If you're going to yeah, force someone off their property, you pay twice market value. But that needs to be done nationally. I mean, yeah, no, just 100%. the end of the line. If yeah. you want to strip people of their rights, you know, twice the market oh, value. They got, 
they got a bill for this next session, you guys. You can have Chelsea on again. She'll tell you about the water one. They got a bill for water emergency, I believe, for 2023 that strips us of our rights over our own water and property and blah, blah, blah. So, mm. no, they keep doing this stuff. Yeah. And it's always emergency, you know, use and all of these other. It's just nuts. Well, when so, there's emergencies, it's hard to deal with people's rights. Rights always seem to get in the way I know. of emergencies. <laughs> and it makes things slow and arduous and complicated. And wouldn't you know it's flu season again? We need to take away all this stuff. Oh, wouldn't you know, you know, it's a full moon tomorrow night. We need, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully constitutional amendment A in our, in our vote ballot will What's help alleviate one? some of that. Is that, is <laughs> Oh, the one where they no. want to take away an extra 5% to set a five side for their well, right now they can like flush fund. Yeah, they can like do 1%, but they can, yeah. if we vote for constitutional amendment A, they can reach in and grab 5%. They can dig deeper. Look, yeah. I, I they wanna, are important. I wanna wanna which have, I can tell you um, straight up, don't bother emailing Brad Wilson. Because Brad Wilson is in favor of that. Where's he at? Amendment, and he's also very much in favor of the port. So he's like Dr. So Evil. Where, where's he at? Yeah. Uh, Davis County. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brad. Oh, my shock. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe <laughs> it. Oh, goodness. All right. Davis County is a hot mess. I'm <laughs> sure you guys know. It's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. That's where all so, the lizard people live, huh? Well, it's just got a, it's a mess. Ray Ward's over there. Ray Ward's one of our worst legislatures. It's just a mess. Davis County's a mess. And that's where the um, DOJ is involved in the school district down there now, taking over the school district for Davis. So, yeah. yeah. When when I talked to Natalie Klein, she was talking about that. Yeah. I'm like, how did that happen? How did we <laughs> let the Department of Justice, the gaggle of fools, who has a success rating of like what three percent take over our education system and i thought wait a second the education system has failed every year surprise maybe it's a better yep. option you know maybe maybe we can turn education over to parts and rec or <laughs> i don't know department of sewage Something, <laughs> anything that has a success rating, because the DOJ, they eat a bag of dicks at success. But the worst, okay, I'm not going to say the worst because we can go a lot deeper on that. But one that's close, uh, that's winning that race to to uh, to uh, failure bottom. is the Department of Education. Yeah, no, well, I just more vodka. I don't think we even should have a federal. I just, I want it done. Like we should be checking out of that. And Utah should not be participating in the, in the NEA and all that other stuff. It just needs to be yeah. done. I, I will say this so, again. You're, you're about to do a video on the inland port yeah. and these seven red flags. Yeah. But me as a person and, and a citizen of the Republic, I think an inland port would benefit Utah. So when you do the video, I would ask this, okay? I'm sure yep. there are plenty of negatives to the current setup for this inland port, but you should also lay out, hey, 
how would this work? How could it be set up yeah. for the benefit of the people? And what would we have to fight for to make this the right choice for us? Mm, come up with an action yeah. plan. No, things, that, that's actually are, something we're working on. So um, people don't reach out to their senators with, you know, hey, dickweed, stop. Say, hey, <laughs> add this in. No, that's for sure. There's um, pollution, right? Having yeah. a solution because it's already it's already underway. And Iron County has an inland port that no one even knows about. That's why one of the reasons Pete Buttigieg came to visit Governor Cox in Utah a few months ago was that port got unleashed. Who is this, and, who is this Pete Buttigieg you speak of? I thought he came to visit Cox because he's gay. He's, he's our over federal what? transportation. Oh, I, Department of Transportation. I was wondering why the trains were trying to stop every two weeks over the last year. <laughs> Yeah, okay. no, I, I, yeah. Heard, I heard he came to visit Cox because he was gay. And that's what I heard. I'm just saying. Well, you know. Because Cox no. was? No, because Buddha, well, maybe. I don't know. Because Buddha, that's just the rumor. <laughs> How unfortunate is that name if you're homosexual? Know, right? No, Cox, I, I mean, think that's like mar he is married. That's like he's married, I think, out. to a woman. That's no, like Budichek was married to a woman and then came out. But Cox. And then, Cox yeah, is no, married, Cox to is a woman. married to a woman. Yes, yes. So well, you're yeah. saying it's not too late. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, <laughs> both names are unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep. Don't yep. lean into him too hard, gentlemen. He wasn't yeah. going to come on the show anyway, so I figured I'd just let that one Who, out. Buddha stuff? Yeah. No, Cox. Oh, yeah. oh, Cox. He was, have we he invited was, him yet? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. That. I don't have time for you. You're Tawilla. <laughs> No, but I, I agree. We, we definitely have to have a solution. And, you know, there's the rule Utah does need to be able to get things in and out. Right. So that makes sense. So, and it does, port, and it makes sense yeah. for like the Midwest stuff coming from the Pacific yeah. ocean. It makes yeah. sense for the Midwest to have, and also I'm going to throw it out there. Um, <laughs> I believe that unions have their place. But sometimes I believe not having unions has its place. And <laughs> to get stuff into market quicker without unions sometimes needs to be an availability for the market. Well, I would agree, but look at who we contracted with. I don't know. Long who. Beach, Long Beach, California. Yeah. Sport. Well, I think we contracted with them to get around their unions possible there's a there's a lot the, of reasons i think and the railroad <laughs> almost has a straight shot from there yeah you know i, I yeah. mean that's why but i don't know i don't know the particulars of it i know when we had milne on to talk about it i got excited thinking oh this is going to bring a lot of business and industry and it brought it all to salt lake county who yeah in a moment of clarity all their buttholes clapped shut they collapsed at their knees hit the back of their heads on the ground says oh the pollution and i said there's a whole damn county a desert waiting for you to drop some concrete on and unload stuff but but that's not what they see this is the scary thing too and we're working on getting the document up and ready but um they basically want to push everybody the entire population of Utah into four counties, Utah County, Salt Lake County, Davis County, and Weber. 
I would rather. That's not helping rural Utah. I would rather so, eat a dump truck at Dick's than to move yeah. to any of those four counties. <laughs> I would rather staple bologna to my face and play with wolves. Yeah. I would rather I, skydive through razor blades. <laughs> I, I, there are, I, I don't even like going into those counties. No, yeah. Don't blame me. Salt Lake, I just feel like I'm under surveillance 24 seven. I'm like, well, all right. Or just everything. Which by the way, yeah. Uh, Thatcher, we'd love to know about those facial recognition, recognition cameras. Yeah, that's love a, to know about that's that. the latest Thanks. thing. Chelsea called me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm totally clueless about this one. Can you fill me in? <laughs> I mean, Chelsea's that's a big comment. Writing something up. No, he just put in some information on facial recognition stuff. 2021, he passed the bill for facial recognition cameras and tried to say he's trying to keep things a little more, you know, secure. Well, what's wrong private. with facial recognition? Let me ask you that. Uh, that's a total invasion of privacy. If you're not able to opt out when you're getting your driver's license and stuff, you cannot opt out. That's an invasion of pri- You're not a criminal, right? Why are they? Because it's always used under the guise it's, of it's we're a doing simple facial recognition Amendment for thing. criminals. Well, where is the facial recognition happening? On the roads is what you're saying? Uh, apparently, they it's want to make it everywhere. like London It's does. going to be, yeah, smart so, cities. Again, I, we'll be doing a big thing on that. Trust me, surveillance state is coming. Let me ask you. I this. mean, it's here. But, all right, yeah. all right, because this this is a pretty important topic. Uh, the roads, they are public property, so shouldn't be. But go on. <laughs> they are public property. It is a okay. reality. I'm not talking about the utopia that is without government. I'm talking about <laughs> our reality with the roads are public property. Everything we do. Everything we do should be public on the road. When was the last time you pulled out your driver's license to show someone? I thought they could just read my chip implant. When was the last time you pulled out your driver's license to show it to someone? Look, I take the Fifth Amendment. Probably the liquor store, right? No, when was the last time? started there. When, okay, now I would say it. I would phrase it like this. When was the last time you pulled out to show it to a government agent? But that was in Utah. It's still the liquor store. But when was the last time you pulled it out for driving? I try not to get pulled over. When was mean. the last time? I don't know, man. I've got no points on my license at the current moment, so I'm doing pretty good. I can say that. How many times between now and then mm-hmm. for your permit to drive a vehicle on your public roads have you pulled it out to show it to someone and do you think maybe that's not being or doesn't have the possibility to be tracked and recorded well first of all why should i have to pull out my license they can just see everything from my license plate can't they (laughs) i'm just saying your actual driver's license your license plate doesn't tell them if it's you your wife your neighbor who borrowed your car no, but it does associate the car to an ownership. Sure, sure. But your driver's license, mm-hmm. which is part of this recording things you do operation. On the, the road. Or at the and in the liquor store, store which is state-owned. We or are at Walmart if you're buying a, a case of PVR. What's PVR? 
PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> you said, you, that's gayer Dude, than AIDS. Who brought that dog shit over last week? They, they, <laughs> you brought over the flattest, sourest thing I ever put in my face. Yeah, I don't know about that. I wasn't talking really, to you, yeah. Rudy Judge. Anyways, look, it's it's yeah. public property. It's public property. Sure, the, the sure. road and the state sure. are sure. are one. But your driver's license is never used for the operation of that public property. Nowadays, it's used as a tracking device for where you're shopping, mm-hmm. what you're buying, what you're doing. Now, yeah, of course, right now it's all kind of you know uh, soft stuff. Say. You know, strawberry flavored cotton candy, but it's going to be tank flavored cotton candy eventually. Well, yeah, you're probably right because they could probably actually see you at real time every time you go through an area that has a camera that can read your license. That's right. At the liquor store, what do they do when you hand them your license? God, I always get in trouble at the liquor store. They ding it on that little uh, device. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of now looking at it and saying, oh, okay, yeah birthday matches mm-hmm. up you know it, remember they used to have that poster if you're born after this date you can buy you know a beer now they ding it but it's a great liability uh, i'm sorry it's a good alibi to show that hey look i was at this place at this time so i'm not going to complain sure so they can't what you're saying is if you ever go to rob a bank send someone with your license to the liquor store yeah because that is true never once have i had them Look at my driver's license and look at my face and then ding it. That was just grab it, ding it, and hand it back. Good point. But the cameras will catch you either way. But the cameras will catch you either way, unless you pull your hat down low. Either way, facial recognition. And then and then you just gotta claim the old uh I'm nervous of a certain, you know, biological entity that was possibly created in a lab. So I've got to wear this diaper on my head. Huh? Huh? What does that have to do with facial recognition? They're not going to be able to see my face if I've got it covered. Actually, believe it or not, they do have algorithms that can help you with that. Sure. And then I just get one of those set of uh, the big nose glasses, trench coat, boom, I'm done. Well, don't worry. China's already trying to get around that. I know they people, are. You know, masks and all that. They want to make sure they know who's where. But my bigger problem isn't even just that he did the facial recognition. It's that he's the same rep that wanted cameras removed or not used on our drop boxes in Utah. Yeah, that's an interesting So you want one. facial recognition, but you don't want them on drop boxes. Please explain. Are you sure? Explain to me. Yep. And Thatcher's yep. our rep. We've had him on this show a couple of times. He's going to have to answer him. to that one. Yeah, Ask him about it. Uh, we've been trying to reach out, haven't we? You should, well, he'll text back. All right. Well, get him on the show soon. Yeah. Got to ask him cool. some questions. Maybe he'll just start dodging us now that we're. <laughs> did, I just like I'd actually like him to tell me why one kind is okay and the other's not. You well, know, if we're doing security. Yeah, innocent security. movement around the around the nation is okay for us to track you, but actual official business is not. Well, if you right. don't have cameras on the ballot polls, if there's a margin of error, you can kind of just, you know, just fudge it, sweep <laughs> it under the table, lick your finger and wipe the ink. Oh, we'll be like, oh, we can circle back on that one. Yeah. Later. We're in a holding pattern. 
I don't yeah. know if Chelsea warned you. We get a little spicy after. Oh no! Some of the spicy. alcohol shows up. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. What did we drink? We drank a uh, Moab Moab Distillery. Moab Distillery Holy. Class Five Vodka. We got some other stuff. Uh, It'll I expand your mind. I like the. Uh, I like buying local uh, liquors if I can. Of course, we got Crown Royal. Uh, that's <laughs> local. If you're a globalist, it's same hemisphere. <laughs> But, you know, I like to yeah. buy Utah stuff if I can. and uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Support local. Yeah. yeah, support local. And if they have mm -hmm. facial recognition on me when I'm buying it, <laughs> then I can't deny it. I'm telling you, what's going to happen? I mean, like London it's right China's now. It's China's social credit score. Just look at what they're doing. And that's the that's question. That's what they're doing. Is it China's local credit score? Like, if they're going to do facial mm -hmm. recognition... And they're like, hey, we saw you went into, uh, you know, American Burger. And American Burger hasn't made a, a vegetarian burger yet. So by contrast, that means you get a credit score of, you know, I don't know how they weigh it. You I, get a ding on your credit score. Yeah, you lose 20 points. And that's that's where it feels like we're heading. Now, now oh, this, it is where we're heading. Now, now yeah. Jen, Jared... Yeah. I have to say this, okay, because I always have to say this. Please go on. The ESG system uh -huh. affects which currency? Which currency? Well, let me ask you this: business. It affects the U.S. dollar and other you're fiat correct. currencies. Correct. You're correct. Uh, now, let me ask you this, Jen: If mm -hmm. you're going to complain about ESG, have you ever looked into using cryptocurrencies? to sell products or purchase products I, mean, I have looked into crypto you don't want to get me going down crypto or blockchain because i feel like there's um uh i know i believe i think decentralization is good um however i am very concerned with what i'm seeing with with blockchain and some of the ways that that's going so i don't know it's a very tricky um topic because digital is not going to go away. You know what I mean? Digital's not leaving. We're not all of a sudden going to be back to analog and, and uh, paper and all this stuff. So how do we make it, I don't know, not dangerous? Not as dangerous as it is. I say so, not having governments is the best way to secure your uh, currency. But uh, now let me yeah. ask you a question. Could ESG also apply in a crypto situation? Only if it's a government-controlled fiat-type crypto. Really? But wouldn't you still go to loan, go to get loans from entities that have an, an abundance of said currency? They don't, though. Believe me, if, if we move to crypto, banks will have most of it. No, it's Thanks. it's already yeah, there's this, yeah. crypto cryptocurrency in the in the form of at least Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin. It's already been distributed amongst the masses sure. and sure and the exchanges. Sure. Now, can governments get in there sure. and buy some? Yeah, they can, but they won't be able to buy the majority. Sure, I'm telling the cats you right out of the bag. Now. But telling here's the problem right with that, and matter. I'm just going to be really. What happens with the grid? What if happens? Everything is digital right. and it gets shut down with the grid. I'm just like, really, I would rather have 
my we need to be back to I feel like physical back so gold but I'm more gold standard person I just if they need to shut off a country from access digitally they can and that's a scary again it's a very powerful thing and we've just got to look down the road at what we're doing well, and I'll how say do we this. protect ourselves? What happens yeah. if the grid goes down? What happens if it gets censored? I will say this. North Koreans can buy Bibles with Bitcoin in, in their country. Now, mm -hmm. North Korea is about as censored a country as you can get. I would like one. Show me the example of that happening. <laughs> First of North Koreans, one having any bitcoin except for like their dear leader and the generals and well dear cousins. leaders into this now dear leader is sure. actually trying to hack exchanges to get bitcoin because he's sure. like wow this stuff's awesome sure i'm sure the dear leader cares about it because then he can finally buy copper but i'm just on saying the world look, market because he's he everyone's going to complain about how the fiat currency is set up and all these rules and regulations that we got to go around to utilize the fiat currency and they can turn us off and turn us on with the fiat currency look it's much easier right. to to just switch we're than... coming up on we've got six minutes before we got to close this down anywho that's my gripe where do you go to get your business loan coinbase.com gemini.com oh, no, no, no 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 coinbase don't do it do Don't they give do out business loans? Did you get kicked off of Coinbase too? They stole my money, man. They won't yeah. let me have my money. I'm not kidding. They won't let me have access to my own account. Do they, do they give loans there? I don't know, but I'm sure they would if that's the currency they went through because they'd be one of the major holders. Okay. They so, would be one of the new banks. So you would go there? But yes, Jen is correct. They are They are a little... And they would give they're, you... They're, 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 they're kind of like, yeah, I'd rather go to a different exchange if I okay. could. Okay, any exchange. Yeah. So you go to any exchange besides Coinbase. Actually, I wouldn't have a choice because I got kicked off. They of would give you loans, right? That's where you get your business loan. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to start a t-shirt company or a sock company, you know, has my face on the sock, obviously. That's how I make it right on the bottom, kind of the, the instep area, you know. Anyways, so that's where I'd go to get my business loan. One, would they then do a fractional reserve type business loan on the idea that they would make money or would they have to go with what Rome did in the latter years where they would give out money in one currency, but demand payment in another because they had diluted the first currency so much. Well, one of the purposes of the blockchain is to be able to track and keep things transparent. Hey, I dig it. So you can't like shave some Bitcoin off and put it in some sure. Litecoin or Dogecoin and make a sure, but a they fake could Bitcoin. demand payment back in Dogecoin. Yeah, I, I suppose. Or they could demand it back in Light or but Ethereum. That didn't change the fact that or they could give you amount. loans in Ethereum and demand it back in Bitcoin until they dominate the market. When you say they. I'm referring to private entities, not governments. Sure. So, I mean, you could just choose a different private entity. Sure. If you don't like, if you're not satisfied. But with ESG, you're stuck so, in that system. So you're, you, you're meaning that all these banks. I can't believe you're advocating for ESG, Jared. 
Am I advocating <laughs> for it? No, you're just advocating. Let's save the dollar. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying I, I'm sure banks, when it comes around, because of the need for people to have uh, loans, they'll dominate the market again. I give them, we could flip over, surprise the world tomorrow. And before uh, you're kissing your old lady on New Year's Eve, they would dominate the market again. It's already coming. The central bank, you know, I mean, you, yeah, it's coming mm -hmm. because they want, they've got to have that control in order to enforce social credit scores anyway. Well, it's not just that, but they're yeah. the ones that have the means to do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Banks, banks continually pop up, always yep. pop up. We killed the, the bank of the U S in the 1820s and other banks popped up. And just built cartels that work together yep. to, to maintain control. I'm and not against banks, Jared. You. I'm not against banks. I'm against the fiat system. That's where the ESG if banks want to use. You. If banks want to use a cryptocurrency, okay, that's awesome. Sure. Good luck. I'm just saying that ESG can apply if you're on Doge, if you're on Bitcoin, if you're on Jared Coin, patent pending, if you're on any of that. ESG can hit you there because it hits you at that source of origination only if you go to that bank that utilizes esg sure what bank's gonna, not going to do that a lot of them they're going to be competing you, for your i'll Bitcoin tell you charity. jackson killed the bank of america right or bank of the u.s bank of the colonies whatever they called it he killed it and all the banks build a cartel and the same thing happened well, it would be so a definite it, reorganization it happened so and much an opportunity. That in the 1880s, we had the silverbacks. We had the people fighting for a silver standard. Mm -hmm. Farmers wanted a silver standard. First populist movement in the U.S. Apparently. They How'd that work? Uh, they lost. Uh, it didn't pan out. And it was all so that farmers could have a deflationary argument for making money. So banks had shut him down in a big cartel after the bank of the after the central bank had been shut down by Jackson. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll give you my advice. Okay. Jen, Jared, if you are upset with yeah. ESG, consider learning how to make Bitcoin transactions. And, Already done it. And uh be ready because Already done it, but it's you'll gonna need happen. that business loan. No, I won't. Did you take, you won't need any loans ever. Not if they switch to Bitcoin. Not if they, no, no. You think your Bitcoin value will just jump that high? I'm just saying, if they switch to Bitcoin, it, I won't need a loan. I'll I put think it that it, way. I think it would too. I think it would too. But anyways, we always get off on this argument because Dave, uh, Dave uh, likes Bitcoin a lot. I just like financial yeah. freedom. Everything roots back to that. But anyways, Jen, before we let you go, um, give give the people some points that they can sure. uh, write their senator or representative with and ask them questions or sure. maybe point them in proper directions. I would say the first thing to ask them is if they think that the inland port, as it currently is, is a good thing or a bad thing so that you know where they stand on it. And then number two, I would ask them um, if, you know, if they're okay with 
a the port having eminent domain, and if they think that that is uh, basically within within the rights of that Utah Inland Port Authority, um, and if they are aware that they have taxing authority, and I would also send them the two audits that they felt. I'd say, you know, the port is failing their audits. I know that they just put the port on hold because of these audits. I'd like to know how you guys plan on overseeing them and overseeing the money that they're rolling through and the $75 million bank that they've been allotted. Where is mm. the oversight? Who's being accountable for that? I'd ask some of those questions to start with and see what they say. Um, is there um, is there any particular videos or blogs on your website mm -hmm. that you would send people to to maybe yes. brush up, maybe have like something they can tangibly mm -hmm. grab onto? Because like me, yes. you just said a lot of stuff, and I <laughs> yeah. retain about eight percent of that, and I've had vodka, yeah. so about four percent of that now. No, and that's I, totally fine. I totally get. There's a few places, so you can number one, you can go to the blog on okay. utahfreedomcoalition.org. The, the very first blog on there is the Inland Port Revisited Seven Red Flags. Um, and then there's another blog further down. Um, it's on page three. Then we also have um, under resources, I believe it is. Yeah, flyers and stickers. We have um, a flyer that links to a bunch of, you know, UN and also uh, port-related information. If you click on the first one, it shows you, it says this is the PDF. You'll get information on the United Nations, digital driver's license, boats app, the Utah in the port, and they each have their own flyer. So the port has its own, but it takes you to a bunch of information on the port. Okay. So I'm on the website now and I'm also mm -hmm. showing it on there. So sure. Is so there if you go to resources. Yep. I went to resources, Utah Inland port. Yep. Um, yep. United Nations infiltration of Utah, mm -hmm. digital takeover. Yep. If you click on the, the list below the flyers we have in the attached PDF, if you click on the PDF, Our you'll flyer. see each one of those topics has its own flyer. And it's got a QR code that people can scan and go right to the information. And then you can go to our blog. Okay, oh, I'm I'm knee deep in the flyer right now. You're fine. You're fine. Um, what about a template letter to mail to your representative? That'd be good. Could you yeah, guys make we it? We can write one up. Yeah, yeah we write, can write up. One a, up. We can po post one up. Write up a template letter that we can just print, yes. lick an envelope, put a stamp on it, <laughs> and and shoot it up the up the the mailbox. Yep, we can definitely put a template on. So yeah, that'd be and good. And I can send that over to you guys. If I gotta write it up, they'll they'll wonder <laughs> who let the caveman at it. <laughs> I would say the biggest the biggest question, honestly, to ask them is who who authorized them to give eminent domain to to this authority. You know, you might need to write up a couple of template yeah. letters. Yeah. I would honestly say I would write I'd write one up that says for whatever particular reason you're because that's the one that gets me the most is the yeah. eminent domain. Um, I would write I would have that so they can print it out, 
sign their name to it and send it to, and then also have the address that they need to mail it to and the name of their rep, because most people in the state of Utah don't know who their rep and or Senator is. Yes, that's all. That's very true. Um, we're going to have a list. I actually, you know what? We might hand it off even to we are the people because they use voter voice, which I don't know if you guys know who that is, but that's an easy. Um, you can do a call to action and you just click it and it already has your uh, legislature selected for you once you put in your zip code. Perfect. It knows, you know, and so you can send it. So maybe we'll send it over there and I'll send you guys the link when they get it up. Perfect. All right. Yep. We've got to cut you loose, Jen. Yeah, I'm sorry. thank you. We need to have you on again. Uh, a lot of Happy good information. <laughs> Everyone, uh, go to the utahfreedomcoalition.org. Uh, mm -hmm. Look through their stuff if there's something that's giving you heartburn or even something that maybe you agree with the Inland Port, but you have some questions or want some further research. Everything the yeah. government does could probably use improvement. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Was that gentle enough for everyone? Hey, hey, Jen, let us know when the video comes out. Too. Yes. Yeah, yes. I we'll will. It's it. going to come out, I think, in a week or two. So I'll let you know as soon as it's up. I'll Excellent. send it. Share it to uh, the happy hour if you can, too. Yeah, Just I will. post it right on there. All right, everyone. Well, perfect. Thank Jen you. Jen Dredge uh, <laughs> with the UtahFreedomCoalition.org. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll be back on in about 20 minutes. Thanks. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you, Jen.